it's one of those things where you kind of you kind of wonder if you know if I went over there at 21 or 22 like where where could I be type of thing but uh at the same time man like I had such such a good run with Yamaha Episode 115, Tanks Latin Podcast. We are doing a guest pod today. We got a good one lined up. He's finally back here in the good old USA. It's Cam Bobier. Stoked to get him on and chat with Cam. On the other side of the mic, Robert McClendon, the third. What's up, dude? The third, man. I'm really excited about this one. The uh, the hype level. I mean, I've been. We always get excited about our guests, but this one. Uh, it's a doozy, man, because we have an American on the world stage. Uh, it's going to cater to some of the road race guys, but flat track guys, we'll we'll keep you entertained as well, I promise. But uh, I've got some heaters for uh, for old Bobier here, man. Like nothing crazy, but uh, there's a lot of questions a lot of people have, uh, especially from the road race side. So I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing what he's got to say. He's a he's a really really good dude too. People don't they don't know him, especially our flat track fans. Like Bobier is good for the sport, so just know that. Yeah, I mean, he's really down to earth, too, which is cool, like, talking with him. And every time I've met him, man, he's just uh, a lot of, like I've, I've said in previous pods, a lot of road race guys, they kind of big-time you. And Cam's just super down to earth, super chill. And he flat tracks, he motos, he does some other things as well. He's just a good all-around rider and fresh off moto, too. So we'll uh, we'll chat with him about you know his plans for next year and just the whole MotoGP scene a little bit. So uh, with that being said, I want to thank Mission Foods for supporting the podcast. Stoked to have them on board. Just anything you can do to support those products, go out, buy some tortilla shell, tortilla chips. Uh, they're doing so much for the sport, and we appreciate them uh, supporting our podcast as well. And also, I want to give a shout out to Bell Power Sports. Cam is a Bell Power Sports racer also, in addition to myself. Check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. Uh, if you start tank slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. Uh, yeah, we're waiting for Cam to call in. We uh, we got some big events coming up, Rob. We'll uh, we'll talk about Winter Throwdown later on the pod, but Panhandle Clash is coming up. That is December. Fuck, I got to check the dates. Shout the dates out, man. I got on my calendar. Yeah, it's December 8th through the 10th, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We got a kickoff party the Wednesday night before. Uh, D&D, free food, uh, a lot of the riders are going to be here kind of setting up their bikes. Nothing major, but just we got a lot of uh, – we're making a D&D open house as well. So um, make sure you, if you're in the area, of course, a lot of our podcasters are all over the world. But uh, if you're in the area, stop on by D&D Cycles. But you definitely don't want to miss the clash. It's uh, it's one of the big ones of the year. You know, I'm obviously biased. But, uh, boy, it's, it's my headache too, though, man. It is. It is just the expenses are adding up. And, you know, it's Florida, so it's always like, oh, please don't rain. Just like, you know, you do the same dance. It's like you get as prepared as possible, and it feels like no matter what you do, you always maybe miss something. But uh, we're looking really good right now, man. I'm uh, super excited to see. We got a really good turnout coming. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, man, I'm I'm ready to get through that and get onto the throwdown also because throwdown's kind of my baby. I, I just – I don't know. There's something about that track I love at the event. So, uh yeah, it's going to be a busy – it's like not really an off-season anymore other than there's like two main races after the season, and then you got, you know, other little stuff going on. But uh, but I know a lot of the guys are not slowing down at all, so I'm ready for them. Yeah, it's crazy how much these guys want to keep racing. Like Trent, like, finished the year, and he's just like, wants to race this local race, this that lo- local race. He's I'm like, bro, take a breather, man. Like, so – we got clash coming up. It's exciting. It's exciting. I'm going to be there first time. You always bitch that I don't come to your races, which I do come to Greenville every year, pretty much. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. So I, I come to Greenville, but I'm coming to clash. I'm going all the way to Alabama, pretty much Gulf of Mexico shit. I'm coming, coming down, doing the clash and bringing shark bait. I'm excited, man. It should be, uh, should be a good time. And we'll, uh, we'll talk <clears throat> more about some winter throwdown stuff as we get further along the pod. I want to do one more quick shout out to our sponsors and Cam's he's, he's connecting the audio right now. So want to shout out Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Check out the new 23 line of motorcycles. I just ordered a 23 
450 YZF. I'm stoked to to get that bike. It you know they redesigned the whole bike, so I'm excited for that. What'd you do that for? What do you mean? You're I'm not, not doing. Singles. You're not even gonna get. You can't handle a 450, man. Why don't you get like the YZ125 again, man? Like something to haul your little 110 pounder ass around. Yeah, yeah, my <laughs> vet class gonna whoop your ass in the, all these vet races here <clears throat> coming up in the future. Wait, but is it gonna be a moto bike or are you gonna make a little DTXer out of it? That's my moto bike. <clears throat> I have a new flat track bike too, but the YZ. I've been riding the 250 Yamaha, and I love it. It thinks sick, but it's time to get a big boy bike. I'm I'm tired of using the 250F as like an excuse why I'm not why I'm getting beat at the moto track. So I'll have to have to come up with a new. <laughs> So the only reason that Briar's faster than you is because he's got a 450 and you got a 250. Yeah. That's the only reason, right? Well, he's got it's all them long ass straight away, all them long ass straightaways at, at yeah. the moto tracks. He's got a kid too, so um, I'll just blame his a kid suspension for why he whoops my ass every uh, every week at the moto track. But Yamaha supports the pod and they do a lot of really cool things in the industry. They also are the only uh, factory manufacturer to offer contingency at Winter Throwdown. So. Appreciate Yamaha. And with that being said, this guy, he's on the pod. He's won a bunch of championships for Yamaha. He went overseas, did Moto2, and now we're we're getting him back in the States here. Let me just do an audio check. Cam, you, uh, you is your audio good? <laughs> Cam? Great, man. It sounds great. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, man. We're good. There he is. Yo, what's going on, guys? How are you, dude? What's up? Doing good. Doing good. You got your uh, your Instagram dude. blocked or what? Oh, shit. He already <laughs> saw it. <laughs> I told him. I told him. Oh. Yeah, man. It sucks, man. It's, uh, I don't know what's going on here, but yeah, the uh, I used to have that follow unfollow app. You can see like who unfollowed you and shit. And I haven't checked it in like a year. And I just was like, eh, I'll check it, you know, I, whatever. See how many people I've, I've pissed off in the last few months. And, <laughs> and uh, I went to log in and boom, it instantly like suspended my Instagram account. I'm like, well, that's inconvenient. So no way. Yeah. So I had to take a picture of me holding a photo, like with uh, my name on the photo. And it's just, uh, I don't know what's <laughs> going on here, but yeah, man. <laughs> how much, how much <laughs> time they give you? I have no idea. I don't even know. I, I hope I get it back at this point. I have no idea. It's it's actually oh, kind of nice. It's yeah. Kind of nice, but yeah. I've done yeah. a few hard stints in Facebook jail, but I've never. Man, I've done some bad shit on Instagram. But I've never gotten blocked there. So you must have really messed up. Yeah. <laughs> People are probably like, "What the hell did Texter do?" But nah, it's simple. Uh, dick pics, dude. Got to be third... careful with the dick pics. <laughs> yeah. Simple. <laughs> simple third party app shit, guys. But. What's good, man? It's uh, it's good to have you back over. I bet it feels good to be home. Um, how long were you over there since you've last been home? Uh, I've been home for uh, about two and a half weeks or so, or three weeks now. So I flew, I flew home. We went to uh, race Valencia, and then two days after that, uh, I flew back here. Me and uh, me and Cam Gish from Bell. We'd been living over there together outside Barcelona, and yeah, we packed everything up and uh, and and went home. So it's been it's been super nice to be home. That's for sure. Yeah, man, I love it. I uh, man, we got a bunch of kind of random questions here, but for those listening, obviously everybody knows kind of like your background, but briefly, um, Moto America Superbike champion, I think five times, Daytona two hundred winner. You won the, and this is such a weird class, like it's such a weird class to say, but you won the Pro Daytona Sport Bike Championship. Now, I think they did that class for like four or five years. You won that in 2013. Um, and then you did actually, and I honestly forgot about it until I, I mean, I now I remember it, but you did uh, the 125cc Grand Prix or Moto, whatever, Moto3. Was it called Moto3 then in 2009? Yeah, it was uh, it was the 125 class. So it was it was before like that following year they they changed the 250 class to Moto 2 and then uh the year following that I think in 2011 or 12 they went to Moto 3s. They switched to Moto uh, 125s to Moto 3. So I raced it in 09 when it was still 125s. Which is weird to think because that's uh that sounds so long ago. I mean, it was now, but uh, it doesn't feel like that long ago. But it it, it was. Man, the the versatility too to ride a. I mean, if you think about it, 
not trying to pump up your head a little bit, but you've rolled on a 125, <laughs> a 600, a 600 ish 765 GP bike. You had success there. You won on a super bike. I mean, shit, man. Like, what? I guess we got to get you into Twins Cup to really get the final, uh, the final win under your belt. But shit, man, you've been, you're, all, you're like a veteran now. It's crazy to say because you're what in your 20s still. But shit, I remember watching you when uh, we had the Triumph team out there and. And we were all excited because Bobby Fong had just set the record at New Jersey on my Triumph. And then here comes your fucking ass out there. You're on, I think it was like a big flat black R6, I believe. Like maybe it was your first year back. Was that Project Atlanta? What was that? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate it. It's, uh, yeah. So when I went to Europe, uh, I went to Europe in uh, 2007 for the Rookies Cup. We went over there. I was only like 13 or something like that, no six. Went and did the tryout. And uh, a bunch of guys there. I remember Rispoli was there, uh, a couple other flat track guys, uh, JD Beach, uh, Chris Turner. There was a yeah, handful of us that went over there. And uh, me, JD, and Chris got accepted for the 07 Rookies Cup. And <clears throat> that's really kind of what got my, my road racing career started. Uh, <clears throat> I spent a few, yes, yeah, spent three years over there in Europe. And then in 09, I, I mean, let's, I mean, let's be honest. I struggled pretty bad in the, in the world championship. I was, I was on the KTM, which wasn't the, wasn't the bike to be on. It was, it was tough going up against the Aprilia's and I was teammates with Mark Marquez before everyone knew who Mark Marquez was. So I remember uh, that there was a handful of things kind of going against me. And, you know, I was over there 16 years old, just uh, trying to make it in Europe and um, wasn't training, wasn't doing doing anything like that um but it was really cool it was just an eye-opener on on just how good those guys really are and what what you need to do to make it over there so I uh, came home without a ride that was you know also when the, the, we had that recession and stuff like that and so money was hard to come by it was hard to go racing but luckily with Red Bull and at the time Top One Oil uh they gave me some money to to go racing here and we did basically two privateer years in 2010 and 2011 and i think i think 2011 i think that's the year you're talking about bobby was on the triumph uh either 11 or 12 i don't know 11 or 12 something like that and uh yeah it was it was a really tough year um just i mean we had enough money to get going but we were basically relying on contingency if I did good, we could, uh, we could make it to, you know, the last few rounds. And, um, luckily Brie Poland with the riders discount team, she started helping out and, uh, we started traveling with them towards the end of the year, which was, uh, which was really cool. And they were, Jake Holden was racing, was racing for yeah, them at the time. Jake. Yeah. He's love awesome. Him. He was super cool. I he's learned so a lot good. from him and, uh, they're, they're on the Ducati and, uh, and yeah, they basically let me pit out of their rig and, and, uh, was helped out a bunch by Jesse Kaler who built my bikes in his garage here in Roseville. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a really tough, but rewarding year. Cause we were going up against Graves and the uh, Vestra Suzuki M4 and, uh, the triumphs, you know, um, I remember, uh, DeSalvo, he was on the Ducati then. And, uh, man racing battling with s lick like all these guys that i've looked up to for a long time and it, it was uh it was a really cool year and that's that's what really propelled me forward over here um ended up signing with graves going into 12 and uh and yeah had a great run with them so let me ask you this too man and i know you know you're you're a really 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 nice dude but you know we do like to kind of find out some info and you have you have so many fans. I mean, I only uh, put it for an example. There's a page called the Weir Forum. Me and Corey talk about it sometime. It's like a dog fight in there at all times. But you got a lot of dudes in Weira that like pull for you big time. But we always have this kind of erring question, like, because you had been in in Europe before, then you went back with Moto Moto Two. But like, what are those guys like? Like, you you were teammates with Marquez. Like, a lot of people do not know that. I remember you reminded me, but is Marquez or, you know, any of them guys out there, is there someone they're just like pure, just 
straight up dickheads or like was Marquez cool like in the pits or is he like no you don't even know what gearing I got or what, what was the dynamic like because Marquez gets a lot of shit for you know riding a little bit loose sometimes but I feel like he's the kind of guy where you'd want to go ride pit bikes with too yeah yeah no Mark was really cool you know I I honestly I mean I'd see him over there I'd in the pits or something like that and he'd you know say hi or, or and, and stuff like that but uh I feel like for the most part over there, especially in MotoGP, it's so cutthroat. Like you're, I mean, all those guys are fighting for their, fighting for their job. And, it, and, uh, you're only as good as you're, especially in the Moto2 class and Moto3 and stuff like that. And, uh, obviously there's, you know, you got the established guys up at the front in MotoGP that, that, uh, everyone wants, but I guess to answer your question, like everyone's pretty cool. But uh, when they put their helmets on, they're they're animals, especially especially in the Moto Two class, man. Like they they oh. uh, if I mean it's no different if you're fighting for if you're fighting for the podium or top five, it's it's no different than if you're back in twentieth place just scrapping. Like people will die to to beat you to the line for nineteenth. It's yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. Or just a score yeah, just a score like one point. People don't really realize how critical and you know in flat track you can have a guy that has a bad racer, he wrecks out, but in Moto G P or Moto two especially as competitive it is, you could you could wreck out and drop like eight spots in the standing. It's just so tight. So so for those that don't understand and forgive me for explaining, but a lot of our flat track guys are probably like, what the hell does that mean? But uh Anyway, Corey, what uh, what did you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, you talked about kind of your early years over there, like 07, 09. And we've had JD on the pod, and he mentioned, and I wanted to get your insight as well, that he felt like the Americans get slighted um, over there, especially like when he was in the Rookies Cup. He felt like he didn't get the best equipment or, you know, we've had Danny Walker on and with Gagne going over and Jake, he mentioned as well, like they really didn't want – the Americans to succeed, it seems like. And then even with the American riders going over there and getting good rides, like what are your thoughts on that? And, you know, how has your experience been with, with that? Obviously you race for essentially an American based, you know, American racing team, but what were your, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I can definitely, I can definitely agree with that. It seems like they, I mean, we're, I think, what it is is just we're 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 going over the Americans when they, we go over there we're we're in their world you know and uh, I don't think they I don't think they want to see us us succeed type of thing you know um, I think I was super lucky like I didn't really have any of that uh, with my scenario because I went over there I went over there on. Uh, you know, an American based team and they gave me, you know, they gave me everything they could. Um, so, but I can definitely, I can definitely, uh, agree with that. I know, I know, <laughs> I remember like hearing stories when JD and Jake were, were fighting for fighting for the championships they won. Like there was always, you know, there was always like a question like, man, did they mess with my bike the night before or, or something like that? Like this thing isn't running very good. So uh, they're definitely, I think over there, they're just like the passion is just th through the roof, you know, like, like kids grow up in Spain. They want to be a MotoGP star, you know, um, Italy, uh, France, all that. Like there, it's just, it's just deep rooted over there. It's kind of like, kind of like how Americans do like kids football and kids baseball right like it's it's like every president of the tree here is going to be a football or a baseball glove or something over there it's a freaking ovale 190 or you know or a pocket bike because they start them out on them little pocket bikes I believe so uh, it's, it's definitely no exactly and, the same stuff and and like over there too I feel like I feel like here in the U.S. I uh, like kids grow even like a I mean a lot of a lot of kids that grow up going to the racetrack and and racing like that's their primary sport but but you still like a lot of kids here grow up playing soccer or football or baseball like over there it's like they pick one sport and they stick with it if they're a soccer player they're all in 
if if they're uh if they're a motorcycle racer like they're all in that's all they do they eat breathe sleep motorcycles so i think that's i think that that's where it gets a little different before we get into some of your your moto 2 stuff cuz that's you know i have i have a lot of questions personally i haven't seen you or i don't think i've seen you since like 2019 it was like the yamaha thing but i haven't talked to you too much either so definitely have my own my own questions as well but i wanted to go back to kind of some of the moto america stuff um for you to win that many consecutive championships you know you had some rivals you had some guys you raced with and i wanted to talk about kind of tony a little bit because that was really intriguing to me like everybody wants to see personality and and your battles with him and kind of like the shit you hear on the podium and the one argument I, you caught him like a scud missile or something. And I like Tony actually. He's, <laughs> he's, he's pretty, he's a pretty cool guy. Like he, he loves being here in America and he's done some flat track stuff and he's always been chill, but it was cool just to see, see you guys kind of, kind of go at it. Um, what's your, you know, obviously racing him was, you know, a, a different, different deal, but what's your guys how was that? And what's your relationship like now? Yeah, no, I, I really like Tony. I think he's a great guy and uh super, super accomplished motorcycle racer. And, and he's a really good example, like super nice guy off the track, but he is a freaking warrior when he puts his helmet on, you know, he, uh, he, he'll, he'll fight you real hard on the track and um, even make some, some questionable moves here and there <laughs> back when you were racing. But uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah. So like he came over, I won my first championship in 2015 and he came over in 2016 and it was that, it was kind of that, uh, that you're in, like you're in my paddock type of thing. Like that's probably how those guys think when I come over or, or the Americans come over there, you know? Um, and he was really fast. He was on, he was, that was the older, the older Suzuki and, uh, he was already really fast. We, went down to the last, the last round at New Jersey. It was me, Josh and Tony all pretty close in points. And, uh, yeah, I ended up, ended up clinching it. And the following year they got the new bike and man, I remember we did some stuff that year with electronics. We ended up not piggybacking off like the, what the Pata Yamaha guys did and basically like wrote all our electronics ourselves And, uh, man, we just didn't have enough time. Like we were struggling really bad on the electronic side. And I remember being at the first tests with those guys with Yoshimaru Suzuki and seeing and how good, how good and fast they were, you know, the first test they had, like they had the Japanese engineers over there, um, working on everything and getting everything dialed in for the season at Thunder Hill. And, uh, I knew we were in for it. That's for sure. And, uh, I mean, sure enough, Tony kicked my butt that whole year. And I feel like that following year in 2018, the, our bike got a little, bit, a little bit better, electronics, um, all that. And I feel like that was super, super good for me to be able to, to fight back and, and come back and win that championship. And uh, same thing, though, I went down to the last couple rounds and uh, uh, it, it was good. Though. It was so awesome racing Tony. And he was he was a beast on the brakes. Like I remember and his bike, like the Suzuki, he, he rode that thing so good. And he just, he really just like reaped the benefits of that bike, like really point and shoot. And he was so late on the brakes and he was, he was nearly impossible to pass sometimes. Yeah. I, I remember a specific instance at Barber going into like turn five. It was like, everybody's setting up down the little hill there. And Tony's like, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, he lost his brakes because he was just – it was like y'all were braking, starting to turn, and then he decided to start braking. And, yeah, he ran wide a few times, but, um, you know, not only did he outbreak you guys, but he kind of fucked up y'all's drive too. So I'm sure he's a crafty dude. He was probably figuring that that was, like you said, point and shoot. And that's – a lot of people don't realize that there are definitely characteristics of certain manufacturers that, that benefit of that style. And, and like you said, he he nailed it. But – you did come, you did come back and, uh, and show them that you weren't done yet. So that's, that was definitely a pretty, pretty badass thing. Um, what about anybody else in like the Moto America or even the GP paddock? Like we have a fun thing I like to do. It's, it's man, fuck that guy. So was there any dudes that you just knew no matter what, you're like, man, I, 
he's going to either ride me dirty or he's just one of them guys that just just frustrates the shit out of you. Or he could just be an asshole, you know, just there's there's some flat track guys that, that got some good names for being an asshole. And uh, I'm just we're just kind of curious, you know, from the inside of the sport, you know, you don't have to call them out and, and talk bad about their moms or anything. But are there are there any dudes in the road race paddock? You're like, man, I wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. <laughs> Dude, to be honest, like at that time, I would say that was that was Tony for me. Uh, like, oh man, it was it was funny too because at the time, uh, Gerloff, he was my teammate, and he's I've been good buddies with Gerloff for a long time, and uh, we even lived together. And uh, he was dating his sister, so I know. <laughs> so Laura, so Laura would be, Laura would be in our like in the truck, like up in the, in the lounge. And, uh, we definitely had to be a little bit careful with what we'd say about Tony and stuff like that at the time. But, uh, <laughs> but no, it was, uh, it was, it was so, like, like I said, I learned so much racing Tony and, and Josh, um, at that time, uh, especially Tony, just, just, you had to, you had to get crafty with them and, and set like, set him up in different ways because he was so good on the brakes and he had this like ability to to really just control the race like even if he was man there was sometimes I was almost a second faster than than him in qualifying or practice and then he would still figure out a way to win the race because he he just had this ability to like he was so good on the brakes and the thing got off the corner good and uh he could really he could just control the race and it was uh it's tough to race a guy like that for sure but looking back on that it's it's cool because we have we have a good relationship now and uh and i just yeah i respect the guy a lot do you follow uh obviously you probably do but how much do you follow like the current moto america series like this year did you uh did you follow it like every race um thoughts maybe on how that kind of all played out with petrucci over and gagne obviously there was some really heated battles with with Petrucci. I don't know how, I don't know how well, you know, you know him, but, um, yeah, I don't know if you, how much you follow the Moto America stuff currently. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, honestly, when I'm over there, I'm always watching the practices and, and the qualifiers, the races. And, uh, I mean, to be honest, yeah, I'm just a fan of, I'm a fan of motorcycle racing. Like I love watching world Superbike and, uh, the Moto three and Moto GP class and, uh, obviously Moto America. Do you watch flat track? I think it's really cool. Uh, I do a little bit. I, I always catch it late though. And uh, uh, obviously I follow Jay. I'm good buddies with JD and, and uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll always, always keep an eye on him and see how he's doing. Um, but I think, man, what Moto America has done this year is pretty, has been really good. It's a bummer Petrucci isn't coming back because I think he'd be, I think he'd be really competitive the second year on all these tracks because our, our tracks are different, man. Like our tracks are, our tracks are funky. They're bumpy. There's cracks. You can't touch the paint here and there. Um, I feel like they definitely take a couple years to learn. So it's a bummer. He's not coming back, but uh, yeah, just seeing what Jake's done the last two years is pretty impressive, man. Like he, his level is so high and um, also Campy, Campy is coming along. And then there's guys on, on their day, they can go, you know, they can go win races too, like Maddie and, uh, and yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough next year, but I'm, uh, I'm pumped for it. Do you guys, uh, do you have weepers overseas? Like the, the MotoGP, is there, is there weepers on the track ever? <laughs> What's that? Well, I don't, so like I did race control at VIR and, and I like really put in a lot of time to like study the rule book, learn all the rider numbers. Like I was all in invested in being in race control of VIR. And I'm up, I'm up like in the tower all weekend. And uh, Dan Argano looks at me. He's like, Hey man, go down and tell everybody that there's a weeper in turn 12. I'm like, all right, I'm on it. So I, I'm running down the steps out of the tower to go to the grid. I'm like, the fuck is a weeper and like i'm googling weeper on my phone and nothing's coming up and i stop <laughs> i stop and i i asked somebody i'm like yo i think it was posh or something I'm like what the hell is a weeper and uh he didn't even know what it was or i was like is this are they fucking with me so then finally it's like when water comes up through the up through the crack on like a oh weeper <laughs> a, yeah a weeper like on a really hot day 
So I'm like running up and down the grid. I'm trying to Google what a weeper is. And I'm like telling all these guys, I'm like, hey, there's a weeper in 12. And I don't even know if it's actually like a thing, if they're messing with me. <laughs> so yeah, I just, it's kind of funny when, because I don't know, like, I didn't know the difference in tracks really until recently. I followed it more. I'm like, man, these overseas tracks, like, they have a lot more runoff. The The pavement looks phenomenal. Like, so I guess it's, it's that big of a difference, right? I mean, that's kind of what. Yeah, I will say crazy. though, there is some, there is some weepers. I like that. I'm going to start using that. There, <laughs> there is, there's some weepers on the, in MotoGP too. It's like a lot of it is, well, for example, at Jerez in uh like preseason testing, if it rains like the day before or something like that, there's like the last corner, the first corner, uh, a couple other corners on the track. Like there's water there, the, the whole day and uh it even gets worse like when when the sun comes out because it starts pumping water out of the ground and uh also like some of the more humid tracks um when the sun comes out it just starts pumping water out of the ground and uh yeah it gets gets pretty annoying so i want to shift a little bit of gears here uh i got some some guys that are you know, following you uh, again, like I was talking about through the the weir the weir form here. Uh, but it's a question I want to know too, so it worked out great. Um, so you're coming back. Everybody is super stoked that you're coming back. I mean, obviously we would love to have seen you uh, get your Moto Two win, but um, you, you're coming back. So the question is, are there was there any like other offers? Meaning, like, was there some World Superbike stuff? Was there any other Moto Two teams, or was this strictly like? Cam was just ready to head back to America. Did you have, is it due to the family? I know you got a baby. Congratulations coming along. Um, you know, or how much of that can you say? I mean, I, you know, we'd love to know if there's particular teams or you, was the BMW ride just the right ride at the right time or uh, give me your thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I didn't, we really didn't even look, we didn't really even look around. Like I, I told my, my managers, Jake and Bob at Wasserman that, uh, I, I was just ready to come home and uh yeah I mean it's it's going over there I I really wanted my goal was to get into MotoGP and uh I went over there obviously pretty late I was already 27 28 20 yeah I went over there at 27 uh and then I did my first test and then I was 28 now I'm 29 and uh once I got over there, I, I mean, obviously I wish my results are a little bit better and stuff like that in Moto2. Um, but basically I just, I wanted to do good enough to, to get a seat on a MotoGP bike. And obviously I knew like my passport was going to help me being an American because, uh, you know, the MotoGP needs an American in there and stuff like that. So I think I knew that could help me, but honestly, I think, uh, especially with Suzuki pulling out and and uh just how many good guys over there right now it it'd be so tough for me to to get into MotoGP at my age so uh and I definitely didn't want to be like a career Moto2 guy that class is just that class is so brutal man like if you look at the times if you're if you're if your confidence is just a touch lower you're struggling just a little bit even if it's two three tenths um, which I know you guys know in flat track, I see how, man, sometimes you guys are all within a couple tenths of each other. And, uh, it's, you know, it's the same thing. It's the same thing in moto two. If you're three tenths, that could be, be the difference between, you know, fourth and, and 15th. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, I was just, I was just ready to come home. Um, it's tough being an American over there. You know, you got to live away from home. I was only home, you know, two months out of the year. And, um, yeah, I think it'd be a different story if I was, if I was in the big class, but, uh, yeah, I'm just ready to, ready to come home. I'm going to be 30 next week. And I just want to do some other, you know, do some other life hey. stuff, you know, have a, have a kid. We got a, a kid on the way and, uh, I think that'll be really cool and obviously still get to race in, in Moto America and and something about that BMW team, like really, it just gets me, I don't know. It gets me, gets me going. I think it'd be cool to, awesome. 
it'd be cool to, uh, yeah, be involved in that team and hopefully use my experience to get that bike a little bit better and, and, uh, how good they did last year for the first year team with PJ getting on the box the last couple of rounds. And, um, I think Hector at the beginning of the year and, uh, PJ getting that pole, I think, I think it's, uh, it's coming around. So it'll be cool to be a part of that. And, um, it's just something new, you know, just a new challenge here. And, and, uh, it lets me go home after every race. So that's pretty cool. No, man, that's, that's much respect to that. That's, uh, that's, that's the answer we were looking for, man, just truth and honesty. And, and some people obviously are not going to like that answer. Like, Oh, you should have hung it out, whatever. But man, you like you just said though, you're at that age, you want to do other stuff while you can still make a living running Moto America, I'm assuming. And, and, and hats off to the, uh, the kid thing, man. That's, that's the coolest news of all from myself and Corey. We're both dads slash kids that ride dad. And I don't know if you're gonna have a boy or a girl or whatever, but, uh, but that's the coolest thing ever is watching them ride and teaching them. So man, uh, much respect for that answer. Uh, I know Corey's got some, some other stuff to talk about too, but, um, that's a, that's a big question. That's a good answer, man. So thank you for that. Yeah, no, thanks. And I, I feel like too, if I, it's one of those things where you kind of, you kind of wonder if, you know, if I went over there at 21 or 22, like where, where could I be type of thing? But, uh, at the same time, man, like I had such, such a good run with Yamaha and I had too good of a, I had too good of a situation to, to, to pass up here. You know, I was able to win a bunch of championships with them and I was super close with them. You know, I still am. Uh, and yeah, they gave me too good of an opportunity to, to pass up, you know, I've been able to set myself up pretty good for the future with them. And, uh, so, so that's, that's cool. Yeah, a couple couple more questions and we'll let you roll. But I just, um, you know, and I don't even know how much you can talk about it, but you did mention that Zemke or uh, Jake, Jake and Bob, right? So Jake, uh, the Jake you speak of, who's your manager, is actually Zemke, which is kind of cool for people listening. People, a lot of people recognize, you know, that name. We've had him on the show and former flat track guy. And no, not so that that's pretty cool that you you have some good people um, helping you, but from a finance side of it, and this is kind of like just me curious, I don't know how much you can say, but did it make sense from a financial standpoint to run Moto2? Like, is there, and this might be a stupid question for people listening that know, but is there, is there a way that you can make good money doing what you were doing in Moto2? Or were you making, you know, a lot more money in Moto America? Because I feel like, if you're doing your job and you're running up front in Moto America or even in any series, like for me running production twins, you know, I was making more money than, you know, if I was getting third in super twins. So, you know, from a finance side of it, you know, what is, uh, what did that look like for you? Did it make sense at least? Yeah. So like in Moto America, I was able to, I mean, yeah, I was able to make quite a bit more money racing, racing in Moto America than, than going over to Moto two. But, it was, uh, it was more so just like, I wanted, I, 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 I did decent over there. Like I, I was, uh, I was lucky enough to, yeah, make a salary and especially, you know, with bell and Alpine stars and some of my personal sponsors, like, uh, that was really good going over there, but, um, it was more so just, just for myself, like a new challenge and, I really just wanted to see how I'd stack up with the the world guys, you know, like when I was over there as a kid, like I was saying in 09 and <laughs> I got my butt kicked and uh, it was always kind of in the back of my mind. If, if uh, like, could I, could I cut it over there? You know, like, am I going to be competitive? Can I run up front with like, with the best guys in the world? And um, a lot of people just don't realize the level over there, man. Like just, just how hard it is just to be competitive, let alone run up front. So, um, I'm, yeah, it was more so for me. And I feel like I'd always kick myself if I, if I passed up an opportunity to go over there. Um, obviously (laughs) it didn't go as great as I'd like, but I showed that on my day I was, I could run up front, you know? So, um, I'm happy with that. Yeah, no, that's cool. I just, from a, as a racer, I'm always curious at the, you know, at the end of the day, is it, is it worth your time? But I, I mean, obviously the, the goal, like 
are are most of those guys are there a similar goal i guess is their goal to you know go i mean obviously they want to get up to the to the big class but it's actually crazy the amount of seat like there's just not a lot of seats available um looking at the big class i feel like that's probably no and and the biggest challenge. and looking at it too like it, it's so tough right now because they're I mean, look at the look at the field in MotoGP. Just like look at their age. Like everyone is so young, other than Alicia Spargo. And shoot, I don't even know who else is in the class that is is over thirty. Um, Mark, how old's Mark? Is he your age? Mark, he yeah, he's twenty nine. So, okay. and just like look like seeing, I mean, Mark is like a veteran in the class now, you know, and he's only twenty nine. <laughs> It's yeah. just crazy how how young, how young and fast all those guys are, and uh, and the guys behind coming up. You know, like I went over there, like in Moto America, I still felt like still kind of felt like the young buck, even though I was I was uh, you know twenty seven going over to Europe. But um, I got over there and I instantly felt old, man. When when you're racing against guys like Pedro Acosta and and Alonso, these guys are only you know, 17, 18. And you're just like, man, I'm, I'm old. If you had to invest in a, like a three year, three year fantasy MotoGP team, like who, who do you see being successful the next three to five years in like the big class or even Moto2? Like who's, who impressed who impressed you the most racing with? I would say, I would say Acosta is going to be, Acosta is going to be really good. Yep. He's, uh, he's impressive, man. Like what I respect too is like, he rips on a dirt bike. He rips on a flat track bike. Like he's just a well-rounded rider and, uh, he, he's not afraid to hang it out either. Like that's one thing. I mean, all those guys though, really like they're all, they're all so good. I think, uh, that Eisen Guevara kid that won the Moto3 championship, uh, I think he's going to be really good on a Moto2 bike next year too. And uh, it's cool just seeing the the next wave, you know, like the new riding styles and all that stuff. Uh, but all those guys are, are impressive, man. That's for sure. What's your, I'll let Rob, Rob probably has one more, but I, I got one, kind of one, one or two more quick, but uh, Joe Roberts, obviously he was over there. I don't know if it was two years. It was at least one year prior to you and two Americans in the same series. What is your, what's your relationship like with Joe? And do you, did you guys help each other? Did you, did you want to beat each other pretty bad because of that? Like how, how was that? Yeah, I think uh, I'm, yeah, I'm good buddies with Joe now. Like it's funny. I didn't really know him when he was racing over here in Moto America. Um, I mean, I talked to him here and there, but uh, we can't, we became good buddies over there these, uh, these last two years. And, uh, he actually moved, moved in the same complex, like the same, uh, like little townhouse complex that we, we lived in outside of Barcelona. And, uh, he had, to, he had to move out early though, because he came back after a race and his whole apartment was flooded. So, and I guess the, uh, I guess the, the landlord didn't fix it or anything like that. So he ended up having to move. I think they moved back to Portugal where they were, they're originally at. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It was cool hanging out with him and just, you know, fellow American. And, uh, yeah, but like, but truthfully, like before I went over there, I was seeing how well he was doing in moto two. And I was like, man, like if, uh, if Joe, if Joe can do that, like I, like I can do that, you know? And then I got over there and got humbled pretty quick. Like I saw how fast he was and, and, uh, how much he grew as a rider over there. And, uh, and yeah, but, uh, but yeah, he's, he's cool. I get, I get along good with Joe. Can you, uh, can you tell us, um, is there anybody, who, do you know who your teammates are going to be for next year on the, the, can you actually just tell us what team you're riding for? I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know it's a BMW team, but can you, uh, can you talk about that for like how that yeah. deal came about Did you call them, they call you. Yeah. So Zemke, Zemke has been putting stuff together with them and he's had a relationship with, uh, with, uh, Dave Weaver and, and Michael Kiley which, uh, which run the team and, um, also Richie Alexander. And, uh, I actually, I, I haven't put pen on paper yet, but, uh, it's looking like everything's good and it's going to be the Titlers BMW team. And, um, 
yeah, I think I think it's going to be PJ or me, PJ, and Corey Alexander. So, uh, which is cool, man. I I grew up. I obviously saw how how well Corey's been doing on the the super stock, super stock bike this year, and uh, he crushed. Yeah, him and Hayden Gillum crushed everyone. It looked like that yeah, seemed like in in super stock this year, and uh, and PJ. Obviously, I, I man, I grew up racing with him. Like we we've been racing each each other on and off since we were like 10 years old on 65s and 85s and supermoto and and then uh even some over in europe and uh we went you know different paths for a while but it's pretty cool that we're uh we're gonna be teammates and and uh yeah so it should be good so you have a lot of like you've accomplished a lot of really cool things but one thing that robbie bobby has over you is he he is a twins cup winner in moto america uh <laughs> so i just wanted to shout that out um he rob what's your uh what's your barber track time i know it's like incredible oh yeah it's super fast man cam wouldn't cam cam goes faster <laughs> on this fucking outlap warming his tire so <laughs> but still no, uh, can you beat chris no, turner no, my... like chris turner was uh, i did I, I, well turner. yeah he did yeah he did. He did. I did beat Chris Turner. I got him with the last lap, last corner pass. Uh, if you need some riding tips, I am available as well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, that's that's my only claim to fame, man. I ever. But I, I do have a 100% win ratio in Moto America, and uh, and I'm not retiring. Cam, you're not retiring. But one of us decided to quit racing. So uh, for what that's worth, Corey. I like that. I like that. Go out on top. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. No, that's cool, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's cool to chat with you. It's cool to have you on and just talk a little bit about what you have going on. Are you doing, uh, any, are you going to do any kind of off season stuff here or kind of like, what's your plan for the off season leading up to, to Daytona and are, are you shit? Do they run? I don't think they run. Do they run? Super no, we're, we're not going to do <laughs> so Daytona Daytona is just the 600 class for the 200. And I think it's so cool. Moto America got, that back for uh yeah for the 600 class like that those were i did the 200 two or three years and uh that whole i as you as you guys know like just daytona bike week just you see big old girls riding on the back of the harleys through the streets and it's something about bike week is just so cool you know and and the race all that like i'm i'm bummed that i can't do that this year i mean who knows maybe maybe something will come about but uh that whole daytona bike week is is uh is fun that's for sure yeah it's it's something else i've uh i've learned a lot over the years as a child roaming the streets of uh of daytona so um man yeah you gotta love it though but yeah you did win the 200 i think it was was it 2013 you won the 200 yeah 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 that's sick. yep 2013 yeah, cool no yeah to answer your question, y'all just this winter, I'll be, um, it's just going to be so nice to be home and home with the fam and, and friends and going to be riding some motocross and, um, yeah, yeah, it should be good. Ride some bicycles and, and, uh, yeah, up here in, in NorCal, we have some good tracks to go to during the winter and, um, got the riverbed to go ride in after it rains and ride some sand and, uh yeah it should be good man how funny would it be Corey, if uh on the pod you know he said who knows maybe on the 200 and then some one of these road race dudes is listening in that's got a nice budget and and cam goes out there and paddles posh's ass <laughs> hey anytime you can humble he posh, needs to come down and not i love it i i love posh but i know dude, it's I don't know. He Got every year though he he talks he he's been backing it up. So I, <laughs> Posh he says all up, dude. I like Posh a lot. He he him with his uh, his Instagram pictures with his his double Rolexes on. <laughs> and, oh yeah. He's got poor Josh Heron hiding under a rock, man. I cannot get Josh Heron to come on the podcast. So I don't I don't know, man. He's he I guess he's mad at me now. I don't know, but uh, we we're trying to keep that fire going between posh and heron because they were like best buds and then like i don't know like i don't even know i don't even know what happened but regardless there's there's a little bit of drama going on but i love it i mean <laughs> i mean when you put two guys like posh and heron like when you start talking trash those guys they're just pretty 
there it was bound to happen like but it's entertaining right like so the same stuff with with cam and tony and that shit's good for the sport man and even cam did you see the uh jd and jared meese uh deal at red mile this year where jd flipped him off after the finish and then jared grabbed his helmet <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i saw that uh, oh yeah we were commenting we're like man good thing it ended right there because jared probably would have had jd tied in a pretzel <laughs> it was his letter phone <laughs> freaking champion yeah. wrestler and then here's jd gold jd's pretty scrappy Stormblower. though jd's pretty scrappy though uh yeah i mean dude he's yeah he's athletic he's strong like jd i wouldn't mess with jd but jared like the wrestling background kind of kind of offsets it a little where it's like all right well i'll pick jared but JD, I, yeah, JD, I'll go to I'll I'll go to a bar fight with JD anytime, dude. He he seems like he's pretty scrappy. Um, well, cool man. I appreciate you coming on the pod. It was good chatting, and uh, we'll be rooting for you in Moto America. I uh, I'll be at a bunch of the rounds, so we're gonna um, yeah, we'll be rooting for you. And it's cool to see. It's cool, honestly, too. It's cool to see you. And I'm I'm a Yamaha guy. I I love the Yamaha guys, but it's cool to see you on the BMW. Like it's cool to have that mix. Um, mix of brands hopefully at the front it'll be interesting yeah i appreciate it i uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be weird kind of going up against my old team you know but uh uh it'll be cool yeah cool. if i can do it you can man i'm excited to see you guys take that bmw to the next level because i know pj and hector did a bunch of work and have been getting it better and better and now you there with your your extensive knowledge and Man, I, I mean, we saw how fast you were just on like your preliminary test. Of course, you know how to ride a motorbike, but uh, I, I mean, obviously, they've got some time to really dial it in for you. So I'm, I'm expecting big things. I'm excited for you, man. I'm, and most importantly, you know, we're glad to have you back. Uh, and who knows, maybe that you get the good, some good runs on that BMW. Maybe they'll do a couple wild cards like uh, Stan Boley did. Yeah, that would be amazing. I think that that was pretty cool seeing Jake and uh, and the team go over to Port Portimao and. Um, see how they stack up and stuff like that and i think they're uh it'd be cool man i i really hope world superbike comes back to laguna because it would uh it'd make it a lot easier for us to to go throw in a wild card yeah absolutely. yeah i want to see back in the day remember the uh back in the day i remember the wild cards at laguna like bostrom and them guys from the ama guys they would actually they won against the world superbike guys before so it's it's cool that we could be like yeah you know we we got it too so I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, Cam, I know you've uh, got lots of shit to do today, but uh, we definitely appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, brother. We'll chat soon, and congrats on the uh, on the baby as well. That's uh, it's really cool. It's uh, it's being a dad is probably the coolest thing, but it's it's a lot of work, man. Get those get those PWs ready. I know. I yeah. I love that, I love that. following yeah. you on on Instagram, seeing uh, seeing everything you do with your kids. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. I'm gonna have to definitely buy a couple P PWs and uh, and uh, get them going. <laughs> get the Moto Dad vibe. He's cheating. That's right. <laughs> All <laughs> right, man. Well, take care, dude. We'll chat soon. All right, thanks, guys. All right, later. See ya. Cambobier. That was so rad, awesome, man. man. Yeah, he's chill. Yeah. I like talking to cam and it's cool man he he gave us some good solid insight i mean you know he i think the i always had respect for him as a rider and as a dude he always seemed like a nice dude but when he said that um you know he took a pay cut to go over there and see how he stacked up and and they know that he ran with them like he he probably wanted better results as we all probably did but he showed that he's he had the speed and the skills to, to run with the best of the best and then to point blank you know to say you know what I'm ready to come home and do my thing. Like that's, that's just kind of like you retire and stuff. I mean, it's, it's respect, you know, he, he's doing what he wants to do. You know, he's not, he's not going to stay over there if he's not having fun or if he just doesn't feel like he's up to that level or the bikes or whatever. So, well, he didn't um, have to go either. Be, like he could have very easily no, he just kept stay. He could have stayed in Moto America for him to take a shot to go over there says a lot about, and, and it, I think I saw like people giving him grief about not going over is dude like at one point it's like man like he's got to do what's best for him and his family for him to make make money stay here at the end of the day like you got to be happy doing what you're doing or it's not worth it it's a dangerous sport to to not be you know completely happy with your decision so for him to go over there and knowing he had the speed you know he sat on pole i think it was coda he ran up front a bunch of these races and 
I think that's good for him later down in, you know, his life, his career, he can say, yeah, you know, we went over, we took a shot, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of making that leap, but yeah, for him to come back, it'll be awesome. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a really cool season. Like I'm bummed Petrucci's leaving as well. I would have loved to see all of them mix it up, but Trucci's out cams in. We'll take it. It's a, it's a good swap for sure. So it'll be locked dude. It's going to oh, be, yeah. it's going to be well, interesting. And, and in theory, man, in reality though, I can't see that team with Petrucci. Like they're going to go find another European. I'm sure like, there's uh, no offense, but there's a ton like right now is a rider's buyer's market in whether it's road race, flat track, whatever. Like now's the time Like you get who you need to get. Um, so I, I'm really curious to see what, what they decide. Um, I don't, I don't really know anybody on that team. Maybe, maybe one of your meetings, if you ever follow up, maybe you could find out some inside info. So I don't, I don't have any info on that team, even though I used to be a big hardcore Ducati guy. Um, I have no but, idea. Uh, yeah, like, I, I don't think, I don't think anybody knows. I mean, maybe some people have some insight, but I, yeah, I've, well, I, I mean, heard it's, anything. it's almost December. So the world superbike season is just, I'm a in, big mini but, cup uh, guy, dude. I can tell you mini cup shit. I can, I mean, I can, <laughs> Big mini cup guy. I got all I'm the mini cup insight. So. I'm excited to see uh, see what you do with that, man, because I know one of our employees here, his kid races uh, road race on mini bikes, and he did a couple mini bike rounds before it was the Ovales, I guess, two years ago. And he was bummed out because, like, man, I've already got a Honda. I don't want to go buy an Ovale just to run the Moto America stuff. But now that you got multiple stuff, maybe. I, oh, guess, yeah. I guess I shouldn't say too much. I don't know if that's been released yet, so. No, um, we've we've announced it all. Yeah, no, we announced it. It's, okay, yeah, so six, six, six. Well, I just saw some stuff, but uh, anyway, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm super stoked. So that's gonna be a good thing you're doing there. Yeah. What else are we it, talking bro. about, man? Well, are we I, done? I don't know. What are that we doing? A, I mean, that was a pretty good pod for sure. Good time limit. Um, I know you sometimes a lot of good you info. Peace out on the pod. Just I got shit to do. Uh what what well, else, man? We do do the pods on a work day, so. Um, no, man, I'm just, it, it's, it is pretty cool though to see so many people messaging us. They're already on the way down to the clash because we got a few open practice days. Uh, we're doing the open practice day before the throwdown too. So don't forget to tell everybody about that. It's uh crossroads motorplex. So really, man, it's, it's a good deal because, you know, I know it sucks taking off work, but at the same time, man, like the amount of track time you're going to be getting in the winter, especially the guys up North, like, yeah, we're lucky down here. Like we can ride just about year round, but you know, guys in PA or New York or Michigan or whatever, they, they don't have that option unless you go on the ice. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I, just man. Got I'm a, excited. I can't wait to see you guys. I just got a text message from Bronson. He goes, did you block me on Instagram? I'm like, no, dog, my, <laughs> my shit's suspended. <laughs> oh, man. Is it, is it Corey Texter or Corey Texter Racing Cruise? No, is it's it all just of Corey Te- No, the other ones are fine because I – I wasn't logged in on the the third party app on the other things, but dude, I literally just clicked refresh just to see it, and it fucking got me. It's like I didn't, dude. You used to be able to, you used to be able to. I've used that app tons of times over the years just to like, you know, if somebody's gonna unfollow me, fuck it, I'm unfollowing you back, sort of thing. And I just haven't cared enough to refresh it, and then I refreshed it, and then just shit canned me. So everyone probably thinks I blocked them or. Or deleted, uh, deleted it, whatever. Like I said, it's kind of nice, but yeah, people listening, if you need to get a hold of me, there's a million other ways to, to reach out. But I was actually talking with Cam on my personal Instagram, and I had to, I had to message him on the Tanks Lab, and I'm like, Yo, bro, my Instagram is suspended. So, uh, back on this conversation <laughs> about coming on the pod, but, um, yeah, I want to make sure we shout out just a few more of the sponsors that support us and keep this pod going. Indian Motorcycle. Since 1901, Indian Motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. Really appreciate what they do for the podcast. Real Estate, Rispoli, uh, Cam. We had a we had another Rispoli mention on the pod from Cam. So I think they actually raced a little bit when they had the East-West Super Sport classes. I think, I think Cam won East the one year, and then Rispoli won it like two more years or two. I don't know that, how the years worked out, but Anybody in Florida, anybody want to buy a real estate properties, uh, residential, Airbnb, James Rispoli is your guy. In Florida, he can do the whole state of Florida. He specializes more so Daytona area, Palm Coast, Ormond Beach, Port Orange, Flagler, uh, you know, Deland, that east side of the state. That's where he's from. Hit him up on his pages, Real Estate Rispoli, the fastest realtor and 
I guess racing, right? I don't know anybody else that he gets that title by default, but he, he no. Came, I, well, he I, hold on. We need to we need to think. Hold hold on now. Hold hold on. Hold hold on. I know we got is hold Mike on. Hacker, realtor. Hacker's realtor mortgage. He's mortgage. mortgage? Hacker's mortgage. Is that not the same? Okay. All right. All right. So what about uh, Jeff May? He's a road racer. Yeah. What does Jeff May do? I thought he was a pilot. Maybe he's mortgage also. No, that's Steve Rapp. No, that's Steve Rapp. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Fucking it all up. Uh, I don't know. He, and is Jeff May faster than Raspoli? I have no idea. I mean, James is a pretty ooh, well-rounded I mean, driver, I, so. I think, I don't know. I mean, I'd be close. I mean, That's a Jeff toss-up, May's up, right? Jeff May's fast as shit, fun. trust me. But Maybe we've got to throw. You know, Raspoli's get, won Rispoli's. titles on dirt and pavement. We'll have to take a poll. That's true. Yeah. We don't or, even know just if ask Jeff Rispoli. May does No, Raspoli will tell us. James will tell us. Okay, He'll be like, no, I that guy. I'm way faster than May. Should I text him and just ask him? Oh, he just texted me. Yeah. He just texted me about something. What did he say? Just, <laughs> something, tell him, something, tell him something else. I just straight up, I'm just asking him, are you faster than Jeff May? He's just such a random, like he texted me about something real estate related, and I'm just throwing back the question, are you faster than Jeff May? So we don't even know if Jeff May does real estate, but... Anyway, uh, while, we'll ask him that too. While we're waiting for that response, I want to shout out Moto America. They support us, and I'm like I said, I'm stoked for stoked for the season. Stoked for you know, we'll we'll do some more shout outs. Subscribe to Moto America Live Plus. We'll get all that info to you guys over the off season here. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, 19 inch and 17 inch flat track, off road, street, anything you guys need. Call up Dunlop. Check out their website, DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas. Jerry Stinchfield, we appreciate Jerry for supporting the sport and supporting the pod. James texted back. Uh, Manscaped, stoked on our Manscaped products. Pure speed, shaved down like a baby seal. You you need those need those tenths of a second. Manscaped is AMA, F, AMA and FIM approved. Dial it up. Check out their website, manscaped.com. Use the code TANKSLAB20. Uh, Rispoli said, LOL, he's a mortgage guy, but I will race him. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, hold on. I got James. You there? Yeah. So, wait. So, Jeff May does mortgage. He's, he's like hacker, then he doesn't do realtors. All right. Well, May's out. All right. You heard it here first on the pod. Rispoli said that May sucks. He's slow, but he's also a mortgage guy. Up, dude. Pink slip, baby. Let's go. We gotta find. <laughs> All right, if you're Pink a racer slips. and you're a realtor, hit us up because Raspoli's got a lot of money on the line. This is this is a, yeah. this, this could be false advertising. Okay, James, the captain. All right, James, we're gonna let you go. You don't know shit about chat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so never not a good phone call with Raspoli. So Hacker and Jeff May, they're they're we who's the fastest mortgage guy now? Is it Hacker or Jeff May? I'm, I mean, if you're going by mile an hour, it's going to be Jeff May because he's on a road race bike. Hacker is what 135, 140 on a XR on the mile. So I, know, I mean, Hack, Jeff Hack May rode Atlanta. Hack Daddy's underrated, like how fast he was and like the guys he beat. Like no, he's, he's not. You know, dude, Hack's won some. He's won probably he's five not. nationals, a couple 883 titles, yeah, which not, is actually. To win an 883 title, to even have the balls to even try to ride that bike and then win, that's like pretty impressive. Those bikes were hunks. Of no, shit. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's we haven't shit talked. There's no way he's underrated. Hacker's dude. People, know, people, you say, hey, is Mike Hacker fast? Hell yeah, Mike Hacker's fast, and he's a really nice guy. And they actually sometimes use that phrase first, like, oh, that's he's a sweetheart. <laughs> he is. He is a, a really nice guy, but yeah, I'd look a. Uh, Look back at a bunch of uh, videos. There was a YouTube video that I just looked up the other day, and Nicole Meese is in it, and she's talking about how she has a man crush on Hacker, and this was like 10 years ago. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> you shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> I think that was prior to – I think Jared and Nicole were like – dude, you're in it. You're in the video, actually. It's a Flat Track Live video. And Wait, you were is like the one where I told Nicole she was pregnant? Yeah, and Shayna was in it, and Shayna was saying yep, some goofy yep. shit Dude, too. She was like, "That was a funny one." Uh, I need to yeah, send me the funny. link to that. I need to go. Is that the one where me and Johnny Lewis and Jake Johnson kind of squared up in the beginning or something? No, this is just like Jared's in the motorhome, and you're talking about Nicole being pregnant, and 
uh, Shayna's in it a bunch. It, it's it's really uncomfortable to watch, actually. Like it's oh, is it's it pretty, <laughs> pretty awkward for me? Yeah, Shayna was like, yeah, she was saying some sporty shit, man. You just, Wait, was she dating Brandon Robinson then? Yeah, B Rob was in it. Yep, yep. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> no wonder it's, it's pretty, uncomfortable. It's all sorts it's of uncomfort for you. Was no, it more uncomfortable than the picture of? Was it more uncomfortable than the picture of me and Shayna in bed? I was there for that. Like I was there. when you It did wasn't that. a comfortable. Well, the way you said that sounds really bad. But <laughs> never mind. We should go. All right. Well, that's a wrap on the pod, guys. Make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Um, winter Throwdown. Winter Throwdown. Winter Throwdown. Winter Throwdown. Throwing plugs out there. Check us out. Come see us January fifth through the seventh, Callahan, Florida. Subscribe. I think we've said it, but do that again it definitely yeah. helps us out and we have a really good one coming up next we have a very similarish pod with a rider who yeah it's gonna be good so subscribe for that one as well subscribe subscribe that's a wrap baby till next time we out <laughs>